Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Crosspoint Podcast. And please take a moment to subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you enjoy this content, please don't hesitate to leave us a five-star review and share this podcast with your friends. We'd love to have you join us in person at 10 a.m. this Sunday at Franklin Road Baptist Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You can also connect with us online at frbc.com. Thanks again for checking us out and enjoy the episode. Your presence, they need your help, they need your guidance. And so God, I ask that you would help me as I teach today to point them to your word and what you call us to. And Lord, may we be renewed day by day in our hearts, in our minds, in our souls, in our bodies. And Lord, may we find that you are our only hope for something new. I pray that you give me the words to say. Lord, give me strength as I speak. Lord, I pray that you would give me clarity of thought. In your name we pray. Amen. How many of you, you have something that you do when you get tired? You have something that you do when you get tired, like some sort of cue or something like that. Like uh, my, my kids always make fun of me because when I start to get sleepy, one of the first things that starts to happen is I start to run my hands through my hair. And so normally about the time that I go, we put our kids down to bed, sometimes I'll walk in and Baylor will go, <laughs> Dad, your hair is crazy. And like, it'll be like way up in the air. Like it just kind of like, it sits on top of itself. And so for me, like my sleepy cue, if you've uh, been around kids at all, my sleepy cue is that I start to run my hands through my hair. Like if I'm really tired, my eyes will start to bother me. And so I rub them like that. And so we all have these certain things, but sometimes we also have things that we run to when we're tired. Like if you, sometimes when you're tired, you don't want to do anything, but just lay there and sit on social media. All right. You just scroll through your phone, doom scrolling. I think is what they call it. Some of you, it's like, I just want to go and watch my favorite show. I just I just want to eat ice cream. All right, that, that one's mine. All right, but you have certain things that you run to when you are tired, and some of these things are, are things that you do, and they, they might feel like they are renewing you. You might feel like, oh, I, I just have to get in my bed, all right? Like, if I can just make it to bed. I saw something the other day that said, every morning I wake up, I start the 16-hour process to begin bedtime, all right? Like, sometimes it's like, that's the way I was like, I just got, I, I wake up, and if I can just make it back, all right? How many of you, you only sleep good on a certain pillow? You only sleep good on a certain pillow, all right? That means you're old. My hand is up, all right? Like, well, every time we stay in a hotel, I'm like, stupid pillow. Like, I feel like I'm sleeping in a camp. Like it like wraps around my head, all right? But we all have certain things that we do and that we like and that we enjoy that for whatever reason renew us. In the passage that we are reading and as we covered it over the summer, I want you to go back and look at verse number one. It says, therefore, seeing we have this ministry as we have received mercy, we faint not. As Paul is writing to this church of Corinth and this carnal church, what he is writing to them is he's telling them, these are the ways that you make sure that you don't give up on God, that you don't give up on what God has called you to. He says, God has given you a ministry. God has shown you his mercy, but now he wants you to continue in that ministry. And so multiple times he says, this is why we faint not, or this is how we faint not. And in verse number 16, kind of the text that we read out loud together, he says, for which cause we faint not. But I want you to see this. He says, but though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. You see, the interesting thing about renewal is that while your physical body 
will always continue to deteriorate. Your spiritual inward man can always be going to the next level. To me, that's fascinating, okay? There are very few things in this world that you can look at and that you can say the outside of it is falling apart, but the inside looks great, all right? Some of you, you have, you have a vehicle and you hopefully try to take good care of your vehicle, all right? Some people don't take good care of their vehicle, but very rarely do you see a car that is rusted on the outside, that has scratches all over it on the outside, and then you sit down in it and you're like, wow, this is just pristine, all right? This is just unbelievable, all right? Very rarely do you see someone who may show the signs of outward physical health and uh, or outward uh, lack of physical health, and you just look at them like, well, there's no way that they're healthy, and then they put a blood pressure cuff on them, and they're like, no, you actually are very healthy, all right? There are outward signs, and very rarely do those go against what is happening on the inside of it. One of the things that I always laugh at my dad about is like, he gets so frustrated when his computer starts to kind of slow down. And he's like, I just, I click on something and he's, and we, I call it the little, if you're a Mac user, you'll understand this, right? I call it the spinny wheel of death. All right. The little rainbow wheel that just kind of like spins. He's like, I just get this little spinny wheel. And he's like, I could go get a cup of coffee by the time it actually pops up. And I'm like, dad, you, every sermon that you've written for the last seven years is a pages document on your desktop. Like it's not going to function the right way. It's not in a good folder. It's a, you're running programs that you don't even know what you're running right now. Like he has this Bible software that's a huge program and he has it like to where it open. As soon as he opens his computer, it opens up. I'm like, I'm all for prioritizing the Bible, but that's going to make your computer run slowly. All right. You look at the outside and you would say, this is going to match what is happening internally. I'm trying to give you examples so that you can come to this point. And here's what I want you to see. Is that your physical life, no matter how much broccoli you eat, no matter how many times that you work out, no matter how many times you go to the doctor, your physical life will continue to deteriorate. But your spiritual life can continue to be renewed and go forward. That's, that's something that is so against the way that culture teaches us. That's something that's so reversed. So what the world says is make sure everything looks good on the outside and then maybe in their deep dark hole of going through things and searching, you'll figure out some things on the inside. And here's what God says. God says prioritize the internal and let the external take care of itself. And so here's what I want to give you quickly, is I want to give you four truths about this rhythm of renewal. The first one is this. The renewing rhythm is a rhythm of grace. The renewing rhythm is a rhythm of grace. The Bible says this in verse number 15. It says, For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might through the thanksgiving of many Redound to the glory of God. He says, for all things are for your sakes. Have you ever looked at the world around you and maybe even some of the things that are going on in your life and you just think to yourself, why? All right, maybe that's the easiest question that you can ask. Like, why is this happening? What is going on? What is my response to this? What do I need to say? How do I need to act? How do I need to treat this person? Whatever it may be. And here's what Paul says. He says, all things are for your sakes. 
that means that for you as a child of God, whenever you are going through something or whenever you are seeing something or whenever you're watching the news or, or whatever it may be, and you look at it and you say, why is this happening? What you have to have in the back of your mind is that this is for your sake. But I want you to notice this too. He says that the abundant grace may through you redound to many the glory of God. What he's saying is this, that the grace that God shows in your life is so that others will look at you and glorify God. Can I just get you to, to, to kill or to crucify a thought in your life? The world teaches you that wherever you are at in your life, whether it be for good or for bad, is your responsibility. And so if you make it to the end of a day, it's like, phew, Look at what I have done. If you run a successful business, it's, oh, look at what I have done. If you have a healthy lifestyle, boy, look at my self-discipline. Can I just get you to understand something? That any day that you live is an evidence of the grace of God and not the goodness of yourself. If you live this life always thinking, look at how good I am, eventually something is going to fall apart. Eventually there's not going to be enough good for to make you look good. But if you live every day like, today the grace of God is what kept my heart running. Today the grace of God is what, what kept my life together. Today the grace of God is what kept me uh, upright. Today the grace of God is what gave me safety. Today the grace of God, the grace of God, the grace of God, the abundant grace of God. And here's what we sometimes miss is that sounds so elementary, but when we put this pressure on ourselves for everything to be perfect and for this to work and for this to work and for me to live like this and look like this and eat like this and have this much money in my bank account and act like this and be this good at school and be like that. When we put our that all that pressure on ourselves, what ends up happening is we go through life so burdened and we miss out on the fact that it's the grace of God no matter how good you are. Rich people's health fail them. Rich people's uh, cars fail them. Rich people's relationships fall apart. There's nothing that you can do as a human being that can give you and insulate your life from all the problems of this world. Nothing. However, the grace of God is the only protection that you have in this life. And so stop counting and chalking up the blessings of the grace of God as something that you earned or you deserve. The rhythm of renewal is a rhythm of grace, okay? It's just, today was a rough day, but the grace of God was sufficient to help me get through it. Today was a great day, all right? I hope you have a lot of those. Today was a great day, but it was the grace of God that allowed me to have a great day. Today was a meh day, all right? It was the grace of God that allowed you to have a meh day and not a bad day, all right? Do you see how that begins to change your thinking? So first of all, the rhythm of the renewing rhythm is a rhythm of grace. Secondly, the renewing rhythm is an inward rhythm. It is an inward rhythm, okay? You can meal prep until you are blue in the face with the quinoa that you have eaten, all right? I don't think quinoa turns you blue, but you can do all of these rhythms for the external, but please watch this. This is an inward rhythm. Inward rhythms look different than outward rhythms, okay? 
outward rhythms sometimes look like this, okay? That hurt, alright? <laughs> outward rhythms are things that we do to produce an outward result, but please watch this. Sometimes the inward rhythm just simply looks like this. Being still. I heard uh, a pastor one time say, he said, you know what, a lot of people think that studying the word of God looks like this. That hurt my eyes. I got way too close to that. I felt like I was going cross-eyed as I was doing that, okay? He says a lot of people think that studying the word of God looks like that, but he says the truth is, and he had like a chair sitting there, he said the truth is, is that studying the word of God often looks like this. And he like put his hand up like it's like a little thinking man thing. But you know what sometimes we miss in the Christian life? is we try to make our inward rhythm match our outward rhythm. I'm going to sit down and I'm going to read my Bible, but I'm also going to have the news playing. I'm going to have a podcast playing. I'm going to have this. I'm going to, I, the coffee has to be perfect. And as I've always joked, it has to have John 3.16 in the froth of it, okay? Like, that's what we feel like. But the truth is, is that the inward rhythm is just quiet stillness with God. It's you sitting there listening to what God has for you. It, it, it's different than a workout. It's different than meal prep. It's different than all of the things that are often outward rhythms. It is a rhythm that is just you and God and silence and stillness and the word of God and the voice of God and the spirit of God speaking to your heart. So first, so first of all, it's a rhythm of grace. It's an inward rhythm. But then thirdly, I want you to notice this. It is a daily rhythm. It is a daily rhythm. We often struggle with long-term faithfulness. The Christian life is not a sprint. I've heard people say it's a marathon. To me, it's a triathlon. Like it's a it's an Ironman, okay? And here's what I want you to understand. Please, please do not miss this. I, I'm speaking to your stage of life right now. Okay? Sometimes, and can you, I, I'm going to give you permission to correct me on this if I'm wrong. Okay? I'm going to tell you something that I've felt at your stage of life. And you tell me if you've, if you've ever felt this way. Okay? Sometimes the perception of long-term faithfulness in the Christian life at this stage of life is if I'm not waking up at 5 o'clock in the morning and spending an hour in prayer and an hour in Bible study and an hour in calming my heart and my soul, I'm just not going to make it in this world. And so I don't have three hours to give in the morning, so I'm just going to lay in my bed and pop up in the 10 minutes before I need to be somewhere and like go like this to my hair and run in, all right? Do you ever feel like that? Like it's almost like if you're not doing all of it, you're not doing enough. Can you guys correct me on that, or does that have you not felt that, all right? I feel that even now as a grown adult, but please watch this. The rhythm of renewal is a daily rhythm. God does not, I don't know that I can back this up with scripture, but I do think I can back it up with principle. God is not concerned about the quantity of your time, but the quality of your time. There are times in my relationship with my wife that the quantity of our time together is not always super great, okay? We didn't have five hours just to sit there and to gaze off into each other's eyes, okay? 
but sometimes the quality of it is what matters. She comes in and I always joke that she's the secretary that I, I make come into work, all right? Like, Lauren, I need help, I'm overwhelmed, please come help me, all right? She's my bailout, all right? So when she comes to work, but you know what's one of the greatest like benefits? I think we spend her paycheck on our lunch break is basically what we do, all right? But sometimes like those 30 minute hour lunch breaks that we get to take together, all right? It's not quantity of time, but it's sometimes the only time we got to talk to each other not at one o'clock in the morning without a kid saying, mom, 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 dad, dad, mom. All right? That's the way, but the quality of it is what speaks volumes to me. Now, I don't know the chief would back this up, right? But to me, it's the quality of it. And if you can sit there, you can say, I can't give God three hours every morning. I'm tired, I'm sleepy, I'm stressed, I'm broke, I'm poor. Like, if that's the way that you feel, then here's what you need to understand. God may not be looking for three hours in your morning, all right? You're not D.L. Moody. <laughs> that's maybe a good thing for some of you ladies especially, all right? Your beard was very bushy, all right? But just because you can't give three hours doesn't mean that you can't give God ten minutes. Just because you can't give God all of it doesn't mean that you can't give God some of it. Just because you come home exhausted doesn't mean that you can't give God ten minutes on it in his word and maybe five minutes in prayer. I love what Brother Gibbs says whenever he introduces his little CLA newsletter. He's like, all we ask for is one minute of prayer a month. To some of us, it's like, I can do that. But to think that all he's saying is, if I can get how many ever, I mean, he's got a mailing list. I think he has people on there that nobody else even knows who they are. All right? Like, I don't think he knows who they are. But the truth is, is he's getting one minute of prayer for many of them. And it's making a difference in what he does. And so if one minute of prayer can make a difference in a worldwide ministry, what can one minute of prayer do in your life? Just because you can't give all doesn't mean you can't give some. But then thirdly, is that the renewing rhythm is an eternal rhythm. I want you to see this. He says, for our light affliction is but for a moment, worketh for us a far more exceeding an eternal weight of glory. While we look not on things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen. For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not are eternal. When you develop that daily rhythm, that internal rhythm, <coughs> you are actually making an impact on eternity. You say, how so? It's because when the inside is right, all of a sudden the things that you experience in this world and in this life, you see them from an eternal perspective rather than a carnal and temporal perspective. Sometimes I watch the news and I'll be honest with you or I hear something in the news, I will be 100% honest. Sometimes I view it through a temporal carnal lens and it makes me mad, okay? But there are times when the Holy Spirit has done a work in my heart and in my life to where I see something and I see it through an eternal lens. And all of a sudden, my heart maybe goes out to something. I see someone the way that Jesus sees them. 
I, I see something in light of eternity, not just in light of maybe my carnality or what I want to see happen. But that does not happen when there's not a daily work being done on the inward man. When there's not something that is occurring on the inside. Here's what I want to challenge you with, okay? Last week, we just kind of set out a foundation for what kind of rhythms we were going to talk about through this. Can I encourage you with this? This week, start a rhythm of renewal. It doesn't have to be pretty, okay? It doesn't have to be glamorous. Sometimes because we can't be the social media influencer who has the their phone set up behind their Keurig and you see the coffee like and then you see them grab their Bible and their, their highlighters and, and like all this stuff. Sometimes because you can't be that, you're like, well I'm just not going to do it. That's the danger of the world that we live in. Can I just encourage you with this? Set an alarm 10 minutes earlier this week. Have your Bible right beside your bedside and just, just open it and read Psalm 1. This week, read Psalms 1 through 7. Psalm 1 on Monday, Psalm 2 on Tuesday, Psalm 3. You get the point. I'm not going to go through all of them, all right? You're not going to need me. Just do that. Just start there. Write down three prayer requests that you can pray through this week. Put them in the notes of your phone. Lord, give me a good day. Lord, help me to do this. Lord, help me to stay pure. Whatever. Come up with them. Three prayer requests. And here's what I believe that you'll find. Just that little investment will have an eternal dividend in how you interact with your coworkers, your relationships, your friends, fellow students, whatever. How you watch the, the, the news and the affairs of this world. Your perspective will begin to change for the eternal rather than the temporal. Just by doing something. If we can unlock this rhythm, I firmly believe that it is the thing that will change every single aspect of your Christian life. I think the reason why the church, capital C, not necessarily our church, I think the reason why the church, capital C, is in the state that it is in, is not because we don't have the truth, it's not because we don't have good Bible preaching, good Bible teaching, it's not because we don't do more than we ever had, it's not because we're tight financially, it's not because the budgets aren't right, it's not because, I think it's because there are a lot of people in the church, in churches, even in ministry, who don't have an inward life of renewal. And so because of that, they're trying to keep up with everything else in this world. And they're lacking a spiritual renewal that only comes from God. And so with every head bowed and every eye closed, let's pray. We'll be done. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you for these young adults. Thank you for uh, your word. Lord, I know many of them are tired. Lord, I'm tired. Well, thanks again for joining us for this episode of the Crosspoint Podcast. Remember to take a moment to subscribe on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And again, don't hesitate to leave us a five-star review and tell others about this content. Remember, we would love to have you be our guest in person this Sunday at 10 a.m. at the Franklin Road Baptist Church in Murfreesboro, Tennessee. You can connect with us online at frbc.com and we look forward to seeing you again soon.